I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. And we have one of our missions is to positively impact one billion people in the next The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. Hazard energy consumers, welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa. The reason I said energy consumers is because we are all consuming, producing and using energy on a daily basis. It's probably the most important resource we have in our lives. Today we are fortunate enough to be chatting to Ramez Nam, who is the Singularity U faculty chair on energy, as well as an esteemed author with some of the top science fiction novels of all time as well as an avid investor in exponential technologies and a dear friend. There's probably no one in the world who understands energy and the future of energy better than Ramez. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Have a listen and catch you on the next one. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our collaboration partners are the Development Bank of Southern Africa, Discovery, Deloitte and MTN. A collaboration partner of the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner, has a focus in how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications and technology. And they have some massive ambitious projects which we'll be sharing with you over the coming months. Our other collaboration partner is Discovery. Discovery is a shared value insurance company whose purpose and ambition are achieved through pioneering business model that incentivizes people to be healthier and enhances and protects their lives. They have been written about in many books and today Discovery covers over 5.1 million clients, which is incredible. Our next collaboration partner is Deloitte, who have also become a country partner with Singularity U South Africa. And we've been building an incredible relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. And working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and, and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Our next collaboration partner is also a country partner of Singularity South Africa, and we are proud to say they are the largest mobile network across Africa, MTN. MTN is leading the way in communications, bringing voice and data communications to millions of South Africans. Welcome back. Today on Exponential Africa, we are sitting with Ramez Nam, who is the co-chair at Singularity University for Energy, and he is also a best-selling author, having written the Nexus series, as well as The Infinite Resource. Welcome to the show. How's it, Mick? Good to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what does it mean to be a Singularity University co-chair around energy, and, 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 and what have you experienced over the last couple of years? It's just amazing. I mean, I've been with Singularity University since about 2011, and at the time I was writing about how the cost of solar and batteries and wind was declining exponentially, and by about 2015 it would be cheaper than coal or gas, and I think people had a hard time believing it, uh, and then it happened, more or less. And so now I get to talk about how much cheaper uh, in different parts of the world, like in South Africa. And why is South Africa going to be much cheaper? 
Well, South Africa is one of the sunniest places in the world. And if you look at the very uh, sunniest places, like uh, Chile, for instance, new coal power costs uh, six U.S. cents a unit, six U.S. cents a kilowatt hour. In Chile, it's two cents for solar, for new solar. It's two cents for new solar in uh, Mexico. It's two and a half cents in big parts of the Middle East. So in South Africa, it should be similar. And in fact, uh, your own uh, utility uh, planning document, plan resource planning document, found that, that the cheapest option for South Africa was to build as much solar and as much wind as possible. So we are, you know, we're going through this, this tough time in terms of energy in South Africa. And you know, as you say, we could actually change it. If we just embrace solar or wind farms in a much greater way. You absolutely could change it, and you could change it with solar and wind farms at the big scale. You could also change it with solar in a distributed fashion, on homes, on office buildings, uh, with batteries at the, edge of the ed at the edge of the grid to take some of the load off uh, for the distribution lines. What, what is happening in the world of energy at the moment? What are some of the latest and greatest developments? Well, we're hitting a phase of disruption. I, I think about clean energy and having three phases. The first phase was it was only possible with big subsidies. The second phase, we really started just in 2015, just you know, four years ago, was without subsidies in some places it was cheaper to build new solar or wind than it was to build new coal. And that zone has spread rapidly to all the really sunniest parts of the world. Most of Africa, Latin America, the Middle East, India are now in that zone. But then just about three months ago, in October of this year, something crazy happened, which is in the US state of Indiana, which is not the sunniest place on Earth. It's like uh, okay sun and has good wind, but not a, not a ton of wind. There's a utility there called NIPSCO. It's 65% powered by coal, not unlike uh, South Africa. And that utility said in its five-year planning document that the cheapest thing it could do is get rid of almost all of that coal power and replace it with solar, wind, and batteries. Amazing. That's totally amazing. So that's a third phase where solar and wind and batteries are cheaper not just than building new coal or gas, but are cheaper than keeping existing uh, fossil fuel power plants running. And that, I believe, even though solar and wind are only about 8% of the world's electricity, that, I believe, is going to lead us to a rapid tipping point where country after country, utility after utility realizes they should scrap their old fossil resources because it's cheaper to build new clean energy than to operate what they've got. Amazing. Well, that sounds very exciting. Very. And, and in terms of what else is going on in the, in the energy world, in the, in the transport world even? Yeah, so oil is a big part of how we use energy, and I think uh, two big things happened uh, in the last uh, just year, really. One is that we might have hit peak combustion automobile sales. So we've been saying for some time, electric vehicles now, we sold about 2 million electric vehicles around the world this year, as opposed to 1.3 million the year before. It's growing at, let's say, 70% per year. So in 2019, it might be uh, you know, 3.5 million sold. We thought that growth rate was such that by about 2023, it would be taking all the growth in automotive. And that happened early. In the wow. US, Europe, and China, uh, 2018, sales of passenger cars that were uh, gas or diesel dropped. And it looks like they'll drop again in 2019, and electric is taking all the growth. It's possible 
internal combustion engine cars will rebound a bit and the real peak will be 2021, 2022, but it might not be. The Financial Times ran an article saying they think 2018 is the peak of combustion engine car wow. sales worldwide. What's it going to do to the oil industry? Well, it's the start of the end uh, for oil, or at least the plateau. Uh, you know, cars are only about a quarter of oil use. You add in cars and trucks and you have uh, maybe 40%. You add in lubricants, electric cars use almost no lubes, and you're up to about half of all oil consumption. And I think that has a chance to be uh, rapidly disrupted over the, the span of a, a decade uh, or two. And so peak oil demand, peak oil consumption, will probably happen in this decade. It might be five years from now, it might be as late as 10 years, uh, but it's, it's on the horizon. Amaz, it's been an honor uh, and a privilege uh, doing the show with you. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Mike. Always a pleasure. If you want to see Ramez, he'll be speaking at the Singularity U South Africa Summit this October in 2019 in Johannesburg. Hope you have a great week. Consume less energy and produce more energy and keep smiling.